Extension Time. Welcome back to another episode of Henshin Time. I'm Jeff. I'm Ross. And today, we're going to be talking about the new episode of King Oger. Episode 11, a mysterious... Mysterious, the man in the spider mask, and that's not Spider-Man. Yeah. But it's a man wearing a spider on his face. It's, it reminds me of Iron Mask. Like, you know the iron, the man in the Iron Mask? Yep. That's just what Spiders it Spiders seem to be a thing in, in the Tokusatsu world, because there's common writers. Some of their first monsters, it's like the great spider monster or something. Mm. It's like, they're well, the, sp- the man spider. Like, and then they what? had a Spider-Man. Spider from hell. God, we'll never get rid of that. Zip. It's just like a zipper. Zip. Still gets me to this day. Like, <laughs> they should make a memorial edition of that. <laughs> it's because it's it's one sound worse than the guy in fruit on zip. Oh god! It's it's just like hey, they, there's nothing wrong with a guy. No, I'm saying it's like they had to do the bad spider on zip. Oh okay. To get the guy in zip right. Well, I don't think it was the zip that was bothering. I think it was that the suit just like flew in front of them, it's and kinda, then yeah. and then they paused it and they went zip and he's in it. I'm just like, wait a second, what? <laughs> We'll we'll do a henchin like that. It's like Iron Man's like attachable auto attachable. <laughs> yeah, this episode was pretty interesting. Uh, it had a lot of it had a lot of just droplets of hints to things uh, throughout the beginning of it. It started so weird. It's it did. It started out with them t- kind of talking about recapping about what happened last episode with Rackley's taking the credit. Right. He's always taking credit. Yeah, of course. These citizens need to Anything that up. makes him look better. <laughs> oh, how your ego is so big, my sire. <laughs> That's probably why he's up, why he's sitting there just... Uh... Yeah. It was, but this episode, I liked the beginning of it because they, they were like, all right, let's figure out how you're going to come out of oh, yeah. the coffin. Like, you you can see there are each of the personalities, each of their personalities yeah. with Gira. Yeah. Because it's like... But Kagaragi was sitting there talking to Rasquiz, and then it pans over and, like, you know, shot. The next scene is them in Kagaragi's, like, yeah, land eating. And they're, like, talking about this is how you should <laughs> come out of the coffin. And it, it's the first. Well, obviously, it's, Yanma's. It's Yama Gust. Yeah, Yama's like, every man's dream is to be a cyborg. And he's like, I am here to save you. Those two are such bros. Oh, I know. They don't. They don't admit it, but you can tell they're just like, oh yeah. And he calls them Octomush. <laughs> they even have nicknames for each other. Yeah, Octomush. I'm like, wait a second. What? Those <laughs> guys are such bros. And then, uh, and then uh, I like. I liked his. Uh, I like Gira's idea of coming out like a zombie. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you? And then Hamida's like, do you want them to put you back in that coffin, <laughs> like for real this time? Because <laughs> I'm sure they'd be like, ah, cut his head off. <laughs> <laughs> and she wanted him to come out as some kind of like oh like born again oh gosh it was like high like jesus yeah like come i am a gift from heaven and he was on he was on, on yama's shoulder follow me doing and he was like, on kagaragi's aid oh yeah yeah <laughs> kagaragi's like, aid he's like come to me i will save you because <laughs> it had to be beautiful and then he uh and then it goes well what about you chief justice rita well, Rack- she- but it was funny because Rackley's in that scene though when yeah. Jimenez, like ideal of him coming around and like conveying the message of, "Hey, I'm the real leader." Rascalies is 
a BS liar because obviously I'm still alive and I'm the one that used this. So yeah. don't believe your king. It's my throne. And uh, Rascally's eyes like rolled to the so, back of his head. He's like, it felt it felt like the the movie mm-hmm. we just watched when like he can't handle the truth. He can't handle the truth and just dies. <laughs> oh, but, but you get Rita going. Well, I'm not going to be a part of this, but. And then I was like, "Well, she was she mentioned something about Mufin mm-hmm. being an being an anime when they were like a manga anime when they were growing up." Yeah, and she's just like, "Well, haven't you heard of it?" And you just see Rita just, <laughs> and then she freaks out and is like, ah, "Just like, don't spoil it, right?" It's like, "Oh my god, you're a little kid." We don't know a lot about her yet. Still. No, like her backstory is it's kind of kind of blurry, and that's an interesting character, I think. After, maybe after Jeremiah. Yeah. But we do get, then we get a shot of the Bugnarok world where he's like just laughing like, okay, you just lost, but you're acting like you just won. Oh, Desnark? Yeah, Desnark. And here comes this figure just out of the shadows and it's Jeremiah, which we don't know it's him yet, obviously. But we do. Even they didn't. Even they didn't realize. They were like, oh, he's just another, who is this? Well, no, they knew him. Because they said, uh, he said, I guess I have to reveal myself. And they said, you should respect your elders. And he's like, if you want to talk about elders, look in the mirror. Yeah. Because Desnarok said, I followed your plans for millennia and centuries. It's now time. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the top of the cave that, or wherever they are yeah. in the earth, or in Terra, they call it Terra, yeah. there's... Almost like hieroglyphs depicting like things that will happen or have happened. The, in the basically past. the events the events that got to the greater shoe gods. Yes. And we know from Je- like from just the description of when we first got the reveal of the six or Jeremiah yeah. Jeremiah that he was his communication skills weren't gonna be good. And now we know for sure it is not good mm-hmm. because you have he's a storyteller, so he tells elaborate stories to convey a message, right? And he's telling, apparently he's been telling Desnarok, or his relatives, because he's the eighth, right? Yeah. Desnarok the eighth. That once these things happen, these key things out of the story, oh. the world will be flipped. Maybe he's kind of like a, I forgot the word. Like an anti-hero? Well, maybe not an anti-hero. He's like, a, well, this Maybe character- he was like a not, a, not a consultant, but he was like the, like the soothsayer, the one they all went to, but it's like... You're talking about for Bugnarok? Yeah. Like, well, he was so, just like that wise village elder. Well, so we know for sure that he is a neutral party because <clears throat> we'll get to the, that a little later mm-hmm. about him being a neutral party and why I think he's a neutral party to both. But we do see then a mask in that scene where it it's confirmed that spider mask, which yeah. is the hilt of the sword that he uses, his henchin device. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't see him henching in this episode, which would be really cool. <laughs> True. But obviously, we have to have a battle, and it yeah. happens pretty early when we get, you know, the battle. It's it's about, I don't know, like halfway, beginning of the half marker. Yeah. And <clears throat> the battle is between this character, this the villain, um, who, when she stabs them with the sword, it somehow puts or puts like these mushroom things on them that cause the shoe gods to go to sleep. 
You mean there was her children? Paralyzed. They were her children. Yeah, yeah, her children. That's and right. And she had, she had she had stuck them in each of the mechs when they were fighting the big cocoon. That's guys. right, and it paralyzes them. Once they ha- they hatch, they bl- kind of blow up on mm-hmm. birth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then they get captured by these tentacles, and then Desenrock's like, "Ha ha ha! Now it's mine." And this has been his whole plan this entire time by listening, because he's been listening to Jeremiah. Yeah. This guy, this person, this th- figure. But all in all, he he thinks, I've done it. You know, I've got the three shoe gods. Yeah. Now I won. But in reality, that's not what, that's not what Jeremiah was telling him at all. Right? It's a story about, the narrative kind of switches on and that's I kind of like this. Yeah. I, I like this. It's what they're doing in this uh, so much in King Oger, the narrative flips and you realize truly what he. You have to read between the lines of what he's saying. Yeah. Because the that's how I know the that's how we now know the communication is going to be really weird for him to be paired up with these five King Ogers, who like just now started settling into being a team, and being able to communicate. A team on team dynamic shows a plate. So then he grabs their shoe shoe god souls the yeah. the souls the, the high shoe gods yeah the high shoe gods the the deities their yeah. souls and he he takes his like this like a paint like a venom paint yeah it's like, like a weird like, like a like a sprayer that yeah, you know like. you, people would use for bugs which is kind of funny because he is a bug yeah well he's not a bug <laughs> we don't know what he is he, he could has be a bug. half bug he could be half human he appears as a human yeah. Um, and then he he swipes it or bangs it against it, and it unlocks it somehow hmm. and shoots it in the sky. And then he reflects back to a story of him talking about when you reach to the sky, a shine or, or a light will flip the world, which would cause to flip the world, which doesn't mean anything that Desnarok's saying. He thinks... It, he's ta- Desnarok is taking it literal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really going to flip the world. You guys are going to be on top. They're going to be on the bottom, maybe. <laughs> but really, he, it, a key is developed out of that. And then he unlocks a mask, falls on the ground, and then we finally see his face. And the character design is really interesting on this guy. He looks kind of... Uh, I wouldn't say... Arab kind of design. Like, he, he has that feel of... like If I'm watching... Head. Um, like you ever seen the manga or the anime Aladdin or Maji? It, it's very similar to that, and they have a lot of themes surrounding like Sinbad, Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Those, and he looks like one of those characters that would just be in there, and I love that fact because that's a favorite anime. Anime of mine is like that's one of my favorites. I think he's also got his one arm is different. That's also something I was going to say. So it pans out, and you see his glove. It's like a glove, but it's like a full-armed glove. Yeah. And it, if you look at the tips, they're kind of pointed. Yeah. So it, this is why I think he's a neutral party, because he may be the result of a birth of a Bugnarok and a mm-hmm. human. Yeah. Which is why he can live for a very long time. And which is why he keeps his arm covered, because he doesn't want to scare people. But we do see him activate his device and shoots, like, it's like a sludge that contains um, Desnarok mm-hmm. and, like, blows it up. And it says, fake. 
So, like, that person was a fake. Well, yeah, that makes sense, because it's like, well, why does he keep coming back if he keeps dying? Yeah. And I believe this is the character that ended up killing Jimena's... Parents. Parents. Because if you... If you watch the episode, when Gira's in the box and it's a final reveal, like, hey, they want to reveal, like, that Rascalies is a liar yeah. and he's not the true king. <clears throat> he tries, Gear tries to get out, but there's, like, these webs. They're like, like high-strung webs. Yeah. Strength is super strong because it took, like, technically there's three people pulling, two people pulling and one pushing person pushing on the lid of the box, but he had it strung up. And you do see him, like, kind of weave around like Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, he's using... Like, <clears throat> like I, there's an invisible web he's shooting out. I thought it was... Like, I thought maybe his shoe god was, like, with them. So, well, I don't know. We, I, we have no idea. I thought maybe that was... That's what he was... Like, it was... It was... What it looked like is... Because he raised his right arm, which is yeah. the arm with the glove. So maybe he's got that... Maybe he's got a Spider-Man arm? And that's the... Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he has a spider-like arm, and it's able to shoot webs out. Interesting. Um... But we know that he's not just like this normal human. No, this, that's for dang sure. Because that, that arm was like it was like white and gold, but it looked it looked kind of like like an armored bug hand. Right. That's weird as that sounds. It sounds weird, but that's okay. I mean, they mean cross between a common writer and a super sentai guy, maybe. Yeah. But if you remember in the episode where Jimena reflects back to her past, mm-hmm. the person that raised his like the person that got killed the family yeah. and got away had his right arm raised and was just dragged away. Yeah, like he kind of just kind of just swung out. Yeah, onto a shoe god. So my thought is, and you know, this is my thought process, is that this is a guy that just ended up killing her family. We don't know. It's Truly, this is just a theory of mine, and I want to put like a 10 bucks on it. And, you know, the $10 can go to whatever. I don't care. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm just saying this is a theory that because they Super Sentai has this theme where if it's a serious anime or I said anime serious series um, or season, they're typical the Six Ranger is going to have something hidden about him, yeah, and it's always going to be something usually really bad. So my thought process is that he is uh, an assassin of some type. Because if you just watch him, like it takes five of them to fight Desnarok, and they mm-hmm. don't win, but he's able single-handedly defeat him, or defeat his fake copy. Yeah, the kind of blows his fake. Yeah, which takes five of the team, the five team to do, you know, <laughs> with True. like power up. So, uh, we we at least do get to kind of get uh, a a hint of. His narrative, I guess. Yeah, a little bit of what's of what he wants. Him. So, when at the beginning of the, every episode, recent, you know, as from the beginning to now, it's been this is a story of five people, blah blah blah, King Ogers, the Advent Legend, mm-hmm. and one person to be king. And then he's he, when he's walking away from like the incident where he just yeah. unlocked himself. He's now free, apparently. He says, this is the narrative. The narrator says, this is a story, does the same thing from the beginning. Yeah. But he says, it, he doesn't stop just one person being a king. He says, and that king is me, the man from, the man in between, the king of in between. 
something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, so he's kind of between both worlds. Yeah, so he, this guy's, I guess, wants to be king of both those realms because even his narrative, like, he's a, he looks like a pacifist. He's going to mm-hmm. be a pacifist because he says he's an old school storyteller, right? So he's an observer, but he gets in action when it's needed. <clears throat> which is why, which explains why he's been absent in the centuries or millennia that he's been gone or in the shadows. Um, so yeah, th- my thought process is he, he's going to be a pacifist who dislikes conflicts and tries to remain neutral in battle between the King Ogers and the Bugnarok. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from he, when he's talking about poop. <laughs> I was, I that was really was. weird. He's like the feces, like it tells about a healthy story. I'm like, all right. That's that's a really weird way to put it, but I even even gear was say. like, I mean, yeah, really, because <laughs> why would he be also helping them? Yeah, and helping the King Ogers in the same way. They, it means he's, he's, got, he's neutral. Got of, yeah. So my my, I believe he's probably believe wants to be king of both worlds mm-hmm. instead of, and create peace. So he may not be able to do that in the series. It may be Gira is the one to, yeah, to the, tr- the the true one to be able to do that because if he is a half breed between a human and a, a Bugnarok, obviously he would think I am the one to to kind of bridge the gap here and, yeah. and merge the two in peace. Hmm. But maybe it's Gira because he has the ability to speak to the the uh, the, yeah, the, the shoe gods. But we don't know if this guy has that ability yet. Yeah, because we haven't seen his mech yet. We have not seen his mech. We haven't seen the interaction or his henchin, which I was really surprised. That'd be next. And episode. a little disappointed. Well, I was like on my, I was on my edge of my seat, like sitting there watching this. I'm like, please henchin, please henchin, please henchin. They've got to keep you building. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I mean, it's literally called the sixth king. Yeah. So. So I mean, the narrative could change later on throughout the season. You know, um, because we do know for sure, based off of the leaks that have been released, that there's going to be some type of spear power up, and the action hero for that is Kuwagata. Hmm. So that's red. So red's going to get a, a, another power up um, of a spear type weapon. Hmm. And then we don't know if, you know, that means he's going to be the, you know, the main person to bridge the gap between the two worlds who knows we don't know if bugnarok's gonna live bugnarok's gonna die we'll just have to continue to watch it but this leaves a lot of mystery and a lot more questions that i i just want answered right now (laughs) (laughs) see they've got jeffrey hanging on for the next episode i know this is this is terrible (laughs) i do not like feeling like this. this is typically why i wait like three weeks before I start watching a new Super Sentai, because then I can kind of each week catch up, and then if something piques my interest, I'll go. All right, I'm watching the next episode. <laughs> yeah, we're at the point where we can't we can't marathon it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we gotta wait patiently and, and then watch it when it drops the day after. Yeah. Now I didn't stick around to see the next episode. What's gonna happen on the next episode? And I kind of want to just leave that a mystery, just to like. Well, can, in my head, I don't want to hear it. I can tell you he henchins. Shut up. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I already know this, but I just want to leave it a blank in my head because this character just has... I love the six characters. Yeah. Like the six heroes. Right? And they just have so much more interesting... Some, just something interesting to add to the team. 
Oh, yeah, because they're the, always the sixth and they always got the flavor. Or sometimes they're the nerds. That's why in Gokaiger, when I saw the six, I was like, nope, I'm not. As soon as I saw the six and he was talking about Super Sentai, like past heroes, I'm like, all right, I'm going to hold this off until the next episode. Now I'm going to binge both of them because it feels like a part one and a part two. And that's what I did. And I'm happy I did it because I was so excited there was a conclusion there for that arc of him kind of getting introduced. But now that we have a podcast, I can't do that. (laughs) Yeah, overall, I'd give this episode, I don't know, a 20 out of 10 lightning bolts. I I mean, that's what I would give this, 20 out of 10. Because they had more stuff for you to see and want to buy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, it it just introduced the other souls, the Shoe God souls. It introduced the new roleplay weapons and the Henshin device and the keys and I'm just like, oh god, please have more keys for later on, because if if I buy it, I want all the keys. Or at least do a memorial edition of this weapon. Yeah, I guarantee I was you. telling Ross when I first got in, I was like, I want a petition. And I posted this on the Super Sentai Facebook chat, so if you're a part of it, go vote for it. Um, but I put a vote for a petition for them to make a memorial iron mask of, of his intro. And like... The key actually unlocks it, opens it up. I think that would be really, really cool somebody's as a roleplay weapon. Somebody's already 3D printed it. I guarantee, I'm, I'm, it. I guarantee they have, but I want an official memorial edition. So it'll say it'll say his name when you, when you crack it open? No, when you open it, you put the key in, it says, Go, guys! Because that's what it says yeah. when he henchens. Go, guys! Which sounds really weird. Not go, guys. Guys. Yeah, guys. Yeah, like disguise. Or is it guys? No, guys. It says, the translation says G-U-Y-S. Like, guys. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a wrap on another episode of Henshin Time. We hope you enjoyed geeking out with us as much as we enjoyed geeking out with each other. And we did. <laughs> so remember, whether you're a longtime fan or a newcomer to the world of tokusatsu, there's always something new to discover and appreciate. So keep exploring, keep watching, and keep listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. It helps us reach more listeners and keep the conversation going. And thanks for tuning in. And until next time, it's Henshin Time!